Don't touch that dial. You are now tuned in to Pruner TV, brought to you by Adobe Radio in partnership with Nice Guy Digital. Without further ado, here's the guy who once played Charlize Theron's boyfriend in a Japanese car commercial. Your host, Aaron Pruner. Guys, I know this is a TV podcast, but I am currently obsessed with a video game called Far Cry 5, and the whole time I'm going to be sitting here recording this, I'm going to be thinking about all the ways I can kill uh, cult members in the heartland of America. So please forgive me if um, if I start rambling about other things that have nothing to do with television. Hello, welcome to Pruner TV. Thank you for letting me get that out of the way. I'm Aaron Pruner, and this is my show. Hi. Uh, it's episode seven. Thanks for tuning in and sticking with us here at Adobe Radio. Before we even get going, I want you to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pruner TV or Aaron Flux, uh, because I'm both of those things. Uh, I have a bigger following on Aaron Flux, so maybe follow me on Pruner TV on all those channels, and we could change that. Uh, today, today is a big day. This is a packed episode, so so prepare yourself. Dana DeLorenzo from Ash vs. Evil Dead is returning. She's my first returning... Actually, I have two returning guests today. Um, she's returning to talk about her big uh, episode that happened over the weekend of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Kelly got into a lot of a lot of stuff. A lot of She had a big battle sequence with uh, Lucy Lawless, and we're going to talk about that. But knowing Dana DeLorenzo, we're probably going to talk about a lot of other things and maybe not even get to that, which is fine. She's charming, and I love her. Also, my buddy Chris Hainer, who was here last week, he's going to be back and talking to me about wrestling. WrestleMania 34 is this weekend. Apparently, USA Network has this huge wrestling week. They're trying so hard to keep WWE on board with them. I guess I heard Fox is trying to uh, get some of that wrestling goodness. So uh, Chris is going to come in and tell me all the things I should be looking forward to with the weekend's wrestling festivities. That's NXT TakeOver. That's WrestleMania 34 and whatever else, um, whatever else he's into. So with that being said, we're going to get into some topics before our guests come in. And first of which is uh, I know you think that, hey, this guy's just really into TV. He might not at all be into musicals. Well, I say you're wrong, friend. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar Live aired on Sunday, Easter Sunday on NBC. It aired at the same time that The Walking Dead did, which was interesting, you know. Jesus or zombies or zombie Jesus. Um, 9.4 million people tuned in live for this musical, which is a big deal. And I want to tell you, a couple of years ago when I was working at Zap2, I had to live blog Tyler Perry's Passion of the Christ which uh, was a live musical that aired on Fox. This blew that out of the water. That was a piece of crap. Oh, my God, was that bad. This, however, I'm not at all familiar with Jesus Christ Superstar as a musical. My wife had to give me the lowdown um, of the music and the story because I'm a bad Jew and I've never read the Bible and all this stuff. So I got kind of... um, I got kind of like a crash course in the story, but a friend of mine was in the musical. His name is Ben Daniels, and I got to know him through his work on Fox's The Exorcist as Father Marcus. And he and I have emailed before, and I've got to interview him before, and he played Pontius Pilate in the musical, and he kicked ass. The My least favorite performance was John Legend. The guy that played Judas killed it. 
I'm looking at Maddie right now because I emailed her and I said, you should watch this. What were your thoughts? I agree with you. I was super impressed with Judas. He, Because, I mean, you started watching waiting for John Legend to open his mouth. Like, you're just – that's what pulled a lot of people, I think, was John Legend. But then Judas, like, starts singing, and it was incredible. And John Legend isn't an actor. And we yeah. kind of were just talking about that. And yeah. he has a beautiful voice, and um, there was a lot of really beautiful moments. But – I don't think he was the strongest so, one. Yeah, so the actor that played Judas, his name is Brandon Victor Dixon. He is a Broadway actor. The actor that played uh, KFS, CFS, um, he is a Broadway actor. Sarah Bareilles has been on Broadway. I'm watching this, and my wife brings up a great point. She's like, this is how you're supposed to do a musical even if it's on television, hire the people who do musicals. Mm-hmm. You know, when they did the Sound of Music live, yep. they brought in Vampire Bill from True Blood, which is fine. I guess the dude can sing, but there were a lot of mistakes made on that musical. One of one glaring mistake in my mind, aside from the fact that they didn't really hire as many Broadway actors, is that they didn't use utilize the space. Um, that one in particular, they had no audience. It was these actors on a stage and just a camera crew filming them. And if you're doing a theater production and it's filmed, you you know it, it kind of takes you out of it if you don't hear an audience or at least see an audience. Jesus Christ, superstar, use the space. The way they use the 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 set and the the camera work, they implemented the the crowd and and worked with the crowd, the audience. It really made you feel like you were there. And uh, it was just one set, and they used that really well. And it's also a rock opera, so the way that they kept the pacing up with the music really helped. Um, you know, I think of things like The Wiz Live, which was on NBC, or uh, uh, Grease Live, which was on Fox. Those two things had a lot of moving parts that also were, also worked really well. But this, hands down, was the best TV musical I have ever seen. And I've seen a lot since they started doing them because I had to cover them for work and stuff. Like, A Christmas Story Live was a piece of shit. It was a piece of shit. That's right. I said it twice. And if you disagree with me, come at me on Twitter or Facebook. I don't care. A Christmas Story is a great movie. That musical was just one long commercial for The Gap. They even had a Gap commercial, which made, which almost felt like it was a segment of the musical. It was really distracting. Um, I'm hoping this means that more uh, live musicals that come to TV will take a hint at the success of Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Like, I feel like they're doing, they're going to be doing, eventually they're going to do Hamilton. I know they're going to do Hamilton, and that's going to be big. I think they're also going to be doing Les Miserables. Um, Take a note from this and hire people who do theater. Hire Broadway actors. You don't need a bunch of people that are recognizable for TV audiences to to be successful, is my point. I, I hope they take that note. Um, moving on, Roseanne came back after a 20-year hiatus to 18 million viewers last Tuesday, which is insane. And I get – I loved Roseanne when it was originally on, although that final season was just a bonkers nightmare. Um, but my point is, is is nostalgia like this – like, is Roseanne coming back? Is that a gimmick? Like, I know audiences – are really brought in because it's Roseanne, you know, and all the cast is back and John Goodman's back. But there's, aside from the political shtick that, the political subject matter that is um, attached to to these new episodes, like the first episode, there was, 
Clinton versus Trump rhetoric that broke the family apart that I thought was just like we've seen this done before, but then kind of we haven't seen it done in sitcoms. I don't know. I'm wondering if between this and stuff like Ready Player One and even the supernatural crossover with Scooby-Doo that happened last week, if and like Will and Grace and the fact that like all these reboots are happening, if nostalgia is strong enough to bring audiences in and if that's the reason why Roseanne is back because Roseanne is a nightmare on Twitter. And I was reminded last week that she dressed up as Hitler once for a Jewish parody magazine called Hebe Magazine, where she dressed up as Hitler pulling uh, Jew cookies out of the oven on a tray, burnt Jew cookies. And she's Jewish. And I'm like, how far is too far? That's where I'm like, how can I separate the the actor, f- f- like the character from the 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 nightmare that they are in real life. I loved the the first two episodes of Roseanne, the second one better than the first. But I don't know, man. Like, how far can we go on nostalgia? I know we're supposed to be making America great again, and Member Berries on South Park was kind of a play on that. But, like, how far is too far? I don't know. But America's loving it, and I'll be sticking around for Roseanne because it's part of my job. Uh, this morning, news hit. I keep talking about Stranger Things, even though nothing really big is happening yet on Stranger Things. But, okay, this is TV-related, but it's also Halloween-related. Halloween Horror Nights, which is happening at Universal Studios in Orlando and Hollywood, and I believe in Singapore, announced today that Stranger Things is going to have a maze at Halloween Horror Nights. You're shaking your head? Out of just excitement. That wasn't like a no, I don't like it. That was like a... This I I've never been to a horror nights, but really? I might it's, have it's, to. Okay, it's going to be crowded, and you should get yeah. front of line pass, and it's going to okay. be expensive unless if you can get in as press, which you may be able to do. Oh. Um, press gets front of the line uh, on opening night of Halloween Horror Nights, which happens in September, which is fantastic. You know, I've I've always go back and forth between is Halloween Horror Nights better than Not Scary Farm. And the past few years, Not Scary Farm has been better, but Stranger Things is might that might be a game changer. Last year, Ash vs. Evil Dead had their own maze at Halloween Horror Nights, which was cool. Um, and at Dana DeLorenzo's coming in shortly for that. But this uh is big. It's a Netflix property. I believe it's the first Netflix property to come to Halloween Horror Nights. And aside from the year-round Walking Dead maze that happens there, this will bring in a huge influx of people and a huge fandom. And I'm just curious how they're going to do it all. Like how big the maze is going to be. There's a lot to cover. Um, and uh, it's big news. Regardless, I, I, I'm really excited about it. And I'm wondering if I can even go because my wife is due to have a baby around that time. I'm going to be a dad. I learned uh, last week I'm having a girl. And I'm wondering if I'm be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll be back. I'm going to a maze. You you deal with the thing on your own. Uh, that should be, I don't know. Halloween should be interesting. It's a, it's my favorite time of year. Final piece of news here is something that that sparked a big conversation on my other show, Punch Drunk TV. Steven Spielberg came out and said Netflix movies should not be nominated for Oscars. If it's released in the TV format, it should be considered a TV movie and only be considered for the Emmys, which I agree with. Uh, but I'm curious if you guys agree with that. A, a lot of people now are watching movies on Netflix. Mudbound was nominated for an Oscar. That's a Netflix movie. But if you're watching a movie that was made on a TV platform, does that does that mean – do you think it means 
that it should not be nominated for an Oscar, or it should be, because it's already a very wide playing field. And I have big opinions on this. But hit me up at uh, Aaron Flux or Punch Drunk TV and let me know. I don't believe Netflix movies should be nominated for Oscars. These are TV movies and TV documentaries because it's on the TV medium um, and the TV streaming platform. But, you know, I could be wrong. Do you agree with me? Let me know. Um, we'll be back in a second with Dana DeLorenzo from Ash vs. Evil Dead. Stick around. We're back. Uh, and speaking of being back, my first ever returning guest is here. Howdy fucking home, boys. There, there it is. Uh, Dana DeLorenzo from Ash vs. Evil Dead came on my second show, my second episode, and she's back. It's episode seven, and we're celebrating. Yay, episode Woo! seven! Woo! Ring, ring, alarms, and, and confetti. Wait, but let's tell them. I want everyone to know why we're celebrating episode seven. Because um, you're because you're here. I don't. <laughs> no, because there were, there were cupcakes. There and were. You said do you want a cupcake, and I and you said I thought you said we're celebrating our one our one hundredth episode. No, yeah. No. And I said, oh yeah, oh my god, that's what and you're like. No, no, not us. But we're celebrating our seventh. I'm like we are celebrating this lucky number seven. Yeah, yeah. You know what this is? This is what was it? Pizza bagel matzah time. What oh, you don't say? you? Re- okay, guys. If anybody uses this and does not credit me, I'll be very mad. It's Passover um, right it's now. It's Passover. We just had Easter. Yes. Um. Uh. And so, uh, my best. Fr- what? What? You, uh, are you that? No, you're not. We were just talking about in general. My one of my uh, my best friends is Italian Jewish, so I call her my matzah meatball pizza bagel. Matzah meatball pizza bagel. Yes. And outside is a Passover muffin. That's not true. Those are not Passover friendly. But we can pretend. That's a lot of sugar for the morning. Uh, we're recording in the morning. You're all listening to this in the afternoon. And oh, time travel. <laughs> the last time Dana was on the show, uh, oh. there was a there was a, a technical glitch. We were bonding over convention experiences about her going to conventions and me going to conventions for Power Rangers and VR Troopers, and it was all gone. But but I'm going to bring it up again because oh, you're going okay. to Germany. <gasps> I'm going to Germany for a convention, um, right? which I'm sure, like all the people that that um, does this air in Germany? Is this even? Are they even going to hear this? I believe it's all right. We're, I'm yeah. I'm tagging this. Yeah. Well, because you know, like some countries, things are blocked like, oh, all yeah, the time, like YouTube videos on kittens. Yeah. So <laughs> I truly like when we we shoot in New Zealand, and uh, it was some mundane video about how to pack more efficiently in five steps. It's like blocked. Anyway, so um, I'm very excited uh, because uh, Bruce and Ray um, were going, and um, uh, and it just so worked. It, finally, I got to working out, and first time to Germany. Oh. But first time, I'm going to go ahead and, even though it's, this is kind of a lie, I'm saying it's my first time to Europe. It's kind of like, it's not technically, but the last time, in full disclosure, the last time I was uh, in Europe, <laughs> the last and only time. Was um, in high school for okay. my senior Spanish trip. So like two years for, ago. I love you. Yeah, you're my, I like know. you know you're already like one of my favorites. I didn't know that. Do you know thanks. that that like that just made my day? Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Even though it's such a lie. Um, no, this was definitely this was like I don't know centuries ago. Um, we I'll put it this. I was trying to think if because we didn't have obviously. Camera phones. I mean, not even flip phones, guys. I'm, I'm aging myself for real. But like, I was trying to think, like, did we even? Did I in high school even have a digital camera? Did those exist, or was I using one of those Kodak like uh, disposable ones? But that was the last time I was there. Myself in high school, digital cameras didn't exist for me, and I had I walked around with a pager. 
Oh man, pagers were the. I had so I had an cool. agent, and the way that I got auditions is they would page me, and I would have to find a payphone to call them. But back. like, dude, that, like that is the story of all the greats. Like that, everybody, oh. I that that's like a. I don't. I honestly wish I had that. Well, I really do. I, I mean, want to, like, guys. Let's bring back pagers. I, I, I think that like <laughs> I honest. I mean, I'm about it. But anyway, um, yeah. So going to Germany to weekend of hell. I've been to Germany. <gasps> Okay, you need to tell me things. Oh, wait, am I being too? I feel like I'm being too loud. No, you're I'm fine. Scr- I, guys, I, okay, this, I'm going to just repeat myself from whatever we talked about last time because I'm still not quite. It sounds like the entire show was just gone. No, no, which it's is sad. There. It's there. Um, guys, and by the way, it was much better than what I'm doing right now. So you're, I feel bad that you're missing you're it. You're getting the second short. rate. <laughs> you're selling yourself short. Um, but uh, uh, what was I? Oh, about um, Germany. But yes, going right? for the first time. Uh, I'm 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 such I'm such an idiot sometimes with these kinds of things, um, and so I I I speak Spanish. Be- no. Thank you, thank you, Terry Shears, who took me when I was in uh, when I was a senior. You in don't high need Spanish for your Germany trip, just so you know. Well, you know, it could come in handy. It could. When I went, I learned that a their train system is great and like like pristinely clean. Yeah. B everyone speaks English out there. That's what I was was told. But. When I went, so my wife and I went on our honeymoon to, for some reason, the idea was, before we go to Paris, let's stop at Munich. <laughs> and so we went to Munich and went to the Holocaust Museum oh. as part of our trip. And I'm like, this As your is- honeymoon, you went to the Holocaust Museum? Yeah, but there was one of our trips. We went to the fairy tale castle, Neuschwanstein, and you take the train out. And it was great, but there was a train strike. So halfway on the way back, I'm dealing with that right now. Yeah. Oh my god! Wait. So okay. Halfway on the way back. So halfway on the way back, the train stops in the middle of fucking nowhere. We're in this tiny town called Buklo, and Kelly and I are like, we have no idea what's going on. Wait, the your wife's name is Kelly. Yes. Just to not confuse your listeners, that is he doesn't true. mean me. No, my I don't. Car- my alter ego. Okay, go continue. Uh, I'm liking you more and more every second. The announcer, continue. like the guy driving the, the the train, did not speak in English. It was all like really, really quiet, German. So we're trying to figure it out, and my wife and I were sitting behind an American tour group, and their tourist, the like the tour guide, was like this this like artsy British dude with a beret and an ascot. And he was trying to explain to them what was happening. And these were all old people. So I'm like, okay, apparently the train has stopped because there's a train strike. We are following the old Americans. So we just became part of that tour group. I love it. And we ended up at a bar in the middle of Germany, in the middle of nowhere, small town. It was a bar that served pizza. But the pizza tasted like matzo with Thousand Island dressing on it. (laughs) And so we got drunk on beer and we're following on this crazy old group of people all of them from like utah and arizona visiting germany we were stuck in this town for five hours until the train picked up again at 10 o'clock at night we got back into munich at 11 30 i'm fucking starving we were supposed to go out to dinner and here's my advice to you dana this is all getting somewhere don't eat chinese food in germany Um, thanks for the tip. That's the most obvious thing. Because I ate Chinese food at the train station and had the worst train. Well, come on. You're a dummy. Yeah. What a dummy. No, I don't like, I mean, I'm so, I'm so uh, paranoid of, of, about, uh, about food poisoning. Um, because I have a vomit phobia. It's a whole other thing. Uh, but cool. but 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 the be- like truly Let's like into that. I'm very particular. Like I won't even eat. Like I I my one of my guilty p- pleasures is Taco Bell. Um, like chili cheese burrito. Like the those like nacho fries. I mean, though. come on. I haven't actually tried those, but the nacho cheese sauce is the best. Anyway, but I will only eat it in my hometown 
because like I for I have I had like a bad experience once when I lived in Chicago. So you will only eat Taco Bell in Ohio. I will only eat Taco. I, like isn't that hilarious? <laughs> it is. But then like anyway. Wait, so so my point Ohio? is I would never Youngstown outside of Cleveland. My family's from Cleveland. Get okay, dude. We why have we not covered this in like three I don't years? know. Okay, but we're gonna like I digress because I feel like I'm we're gonna it's totally talk fine. Do we should probably this, talk about show your you this. Show. We should. Last thing that I just want you to see. <laughs> Everyone but, listening is gonna see what you're showing me. No, yeah, no. You have, I want you to see like okay, based on what you just said. But then honestly, I need your advice because. Because I am going from Germany. Well, this this is my. I'm supposed to be going to, from Germany to Paris by myself. Like I bought all these non-refundable uh -huh. tickets in Paris. All yeah. the stuff. That, look. You? Oh yeah, there's always strikes. There's always no, what strikes. the hell is this strike? So I was just showing him my email as he was talking about it. Like there, there's a there strike. Are always, there are like, always train strikes in Europe for some reason. Yeah, and, you, and, you and, never but, know. You and that's, to, that's you need to just roll with the punches. Well, I which is fine. Like I don't. I'll, I'll take. I heard that Uber's great there in taxi, but I'm, guys, I don't need to talk about this. But my point is like, I just paid. Like my life savings to have my first time in Paris oh, for a night. Yes, I don't know if I'm gonna get there <laughs> because the both I, the train, both trains I'm taking from so, from Germany are are on strike. We, we took the night train from uh, the night train. We took the night train from Munich to Paris, which was great. But I'm um, going to Dortmund. We'll talk about it later. All right, fine. But, we should probably talk about your show. We should. I mean, or we don't. Uh, yeah, because I'm sure this is fascinating to all your listeners. This, you know what? Who aren't going to Germany? This is Pruner who TV. Are They've tuned in who for are a reason. Who are smarter than, or I'm sorry, not smarter. Who have more common sense than to eat Chinese food at any train station anywhere, let alone Germany? I thought you had respect for me. I I I don't disrespect you because I'm look, an idiot. It was sometimes the too. only I thing that was open. We were supposed to go to a restaurant that didn't end up happening. And okay, I was but hungry. at that point you go to McDonald's. You know there what I'm saying? This Munich. There's no. There yes, no there's one. McDonald's in Paris, and and yeah. See, even stars agree. Okay. There's or there's there's right. McDonald's. There. Okay, moving right. on. Right. Although so I find I, that so, super okay. offensive. You, moving you on. <laughs> no, like I hate people. I hate people that go to like I hate Americans. I hate Americans that go and they're like, oh, we're gonna go get a Big Mac. And yeah, get some yeah. real French French fries yeah. at the uh, at the McDonald's here in Paris. I like that your 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 impersonation of American is from a very specific part of the country. Uh, it's, it's well, because no, oh specific. wait, you don't you don't know like I my friend my my friends who are from foreign countries. Uh, two of them British. My best friends are British. Um, a couple. Hi, Robin. We're all here if you're listening. Um, obviously, because we shoot New Zealand, all of my newest friends are Australian and New Zealand and Kiwis. Do you know that? That is why everybody, th that is actually what um, uh, the Europeans specifically, as well, actually, no, the rest of the world, because my, my Australians said the same thing. When they are like, oh, what do you think, what is a typical American accent? That is my best friends, Rob Merrill, like the most, po like lovely, lovely human beings. But so they're talking like this. And then she's, then they're like, oh man, we're gonna go oh, get some. Great. But, it's but great. Americans do the same thing too, especially the British. Uh, but if you don't, guys, here's a little you mean fun chip, tip. chip, top of the morning to you. No, that, like, right. that's literally as if uh, a, a foreigner came up to you yeah. and says, like, howdy doody, you yeah. like to get fat and eat me. But, like, truly, my favorite, this is a 30 second story. Then we'll talk about the show. I we don't have to, we're almost out of time and we haven't talked about the show. No, it is. <laughs> um, my, I, because I'm very proud that I helped my friend Rob with the best comeback ever. Um, because they really, I mean, imagine like your entire life. Like, uh, some people have names that they, they hear a million times, like Marco Polo. Oh, I haven't heard that before. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has, like, something that they've been, that uh, they've been said over, it's been said to them over I and just, over and I over and over and over. I want to something out here, Dana. Wait, can I finish this? You haven't even drank any of your coffee. And you That's, were just Oh, because I had ten. two. I had two before oh, I got here. Don't oh. even play. And my, 
Oh. I, no, but you know I'm this intense anyway. I'm, this is me when I'm tired, by the way. Um, I wonder why fans walk away from me in conventions and back away slowly saying that girl. Germany's going to be too, fun for you. Too I, I'm, yes. Uh, but um, when people ask um, Brits, like, oh, would you like a spot of tea? Um, or they'll say, have you had uh, tea with the queen? I gave my friend Rob, my friends Rob Marla, I gave them the best comeback ever. Because that's, that's the dumbest thing someone could say. Yeah. Like, that's like someone saying, uh, uh, did, you, uh, uh, did you eat with the president? Like, I, I, at the time, it was Obama. Obama. So in that case, I, he goes, I'm like, oh, did you, did you have tea with the queen? And he goes, I don't know. Did you have a quesadilla with Obama? <laughs> okay. Isn't that the best that's comeback? That's pretty good. Thank that's you. Pretty okay, good. you're welcome, guys. That's okay, good. let's talk about the show. All right. We're, they're going to, so, like, we're, guys, we're out of time. Thank you. Episode seven. Cool. Thanks for listening to Printer TV. Uh, yeah, Dana. Last time you were here, you said episode six is where all the shit hits the fan, and um, there was a moment. Sorry, spoiler alert for okay, anyone. Yeah, slackers, slackers. Tune out now. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the big battle between Kelly and Ruby happened, and you died. Well, that was anticlimactic. The way. What the fuck? That. No, I was angry. No, because because you know. All, well, first off. I get it's Ash vs. Evil Dead, and much like shows like Supernatural, death is not the end. True. <laughs> like the Nick Cave song, death is not the end. Uh, but this, I've never, <sighs> I need your help here because I'm kind of speechless because this was a pretty badass episode. I don't think I've seen you in such a, like for the majority of the episode, you were fighting. Like I'm assuming there was a lot of stunt coordination and you, you were yeah. probably attached to wires and shit at some point uh i was not attached to wires the the i did lucy and i did all of the fight um our uh, every single thing you saw except the the like very big stunt stuff that insurance wouldn't let us do like loot the 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 wire thing that happened where our stunt, stunt doubles where that awesome although i did have to actually that was me standing in front of um the lucy stunt double the great data grant who, by the way, fun fact, um, Charlize Theron's uh, stunt double in Mad Max won an award for it. Huh. Moving on. Um, she. Fun fact, I played Charlize Theron's boyfriend in a Japanese car commercial. Bragger. Well, I mean, <laughs> if we're going to go Guys, there. I mean, I mean, that should, by the way, like that that's something to celebrate uh, with yeah. the seventh episode. Um, so, like, when, when Ruby, uh, um, I think it's after, no, it's before she breaks my ankle, she flies through the air and, like, uh, knees the fireplace and it breaks yeah. down. So that was her stunt double, um, but that was really me with when in the because you know they do a bunch of angles of right. like from the side whatever. Um, but then all the big like dude can again I have said this every chance I get I also just need to give a huge shout out um, to my my lovely Canadian that everyone thinks is American because she's a New Zealandman but she's Canadian and I have to make sure because she gets mad she's like okay. like you can't when you go to a foreign country and you're like. They have an, uh, an American sounding accent. Some, I'm yeah. going to give you some advice. Give when you go advice. to France, say you're from Canada. That's what I'm doing. Yep. No, nailed yep. it. Thank you. Um, and so anyway, uh, Crystal Pratt, who has been my stunt double for three seasons. The I mean, that if you really think of what Kelly, the character, has been through. I mean, she was spit out in that tidal wave blood vat in the cabin in the, yeah. in the finale of season one. Anyway, she got like the, the all with the wires and got thrown up against the stuff. But um, no, everything like me getting choked, I actually almost passed out. If you wow. look at that, yeah, I forgot about that. I like, get everything oh. went black because well, I forgot about it until <laughs> yeah. I finally saw the episode because yeah. I never saw it. 
uh, you know, we don't see it till we see it with you guys. And um, my face was so red, and I was like, oh my God, that looks real. Oh, right. I almost actually passed out, which is fair because um, during the fight sequence, I uh, ac obviously accidentally um, hit Lucy Lawless in her flawless face, and I cried when I hit her. Oh. Well, you know, first of all, it's Lucy, Lucy Flawless, number one. Sure. You do not hit Xena, number one. I'm sure one. she's been hit accidentally yeah, but, before. Yeah, but I don't want that person to be me. Her husband no, also no. is the executive producer. Yes, I'm so aware. So literally, I, I hit her. <laughs> I, I mean, it was pretty hard. Um, and uh, uh, and I just started sobbing. I'm like, I'm on fire. So, she's a tough, she's a tough girl. So let me ask you this then. So, uh, uh, spo more spoilers, more spoilers. Uh, so Kelly's bad now. Uh and that must be fun to do. No, no, Kelly's not bad. Kelly is dead. You're playing a bad person. But now. No, right. Dana is playing a bad person. Yes. Kelly, I just want because I I want to so make wait, sure. So are you are different. you are you okay? So are you saying there's no possibility Kelly can be revived after this? You know, it's so funny. This is so funny, and I on I honestly feel like I don't know if I love it or if I'm a little bit miffed by it, um, because uh, I've been getting so much love uh, from the fans. Um, I, I and I have for a while, but especially like. This, the past 24 hours since this episode has aired. Um, I, I just want to thank you guys again for embracing Kelly from the beginning. Um, uh, but but the I'm kind of overwhelmed by how much love I'm, like Kel uh, Kelly is getting. And, yeah. Um, I mean, so many, like, I'm loving that the men, like, so many of the men are like, why? My eyes are cheering, and it's not because I got punched in the face. Like, they're, like, right. emotional about it, right? But then there's the other there's the other um, group of, of fans that are um, having that reaction, but they're in denial. Or they're like, nope, refuse it. Or everybody thinks, because now Pablo's died and come back four times or right. whatever. Uh, and, and, uh, Brock Williams. This is a really long what, answer to my question. What, what the fuck do you expect? Dude. <laughs> Okay, my point being, no, because this is important. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, fine, never mind. Then no, I'll it is important, and else. I want to hear it out of your mouth. Because it's important because I feel like people are saying things like what you just said. Oh, well, she, you know, never really dead. She's got to come back or... Um, you know, Pablo's gonna gonna has the brujo especial now. He's gonna yeah. bring it back, and I almost think that like the fact that fans have not learned by now that we don't follow our own rules at all on our <laughs> show. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I and I maybe it's because it was sort of glossed over. I feel like you know when Pablo died, season one, like it was the end of the episode and it was very serious and it became like it that was that right for like three episodes. I almost feel like. It's sort of intentional that it was sort of glossed over. I mean, Kelly sort of had a very unceremonious death. The last thing that was said to her was, I hated you least. It wasn't like, you know, Ash and Pablo were by her side. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of then, it, even like 10 minutes before the end of the episode. So I, so I think people aren't taking it. Not that they're not taking it seriously, but that they, they everyone have assumes hope. it's going to come back. People have hope, especially within genre entertainment like this. People I know, have but hope. I, but it's, I'm just cautioning. Well, I'm going to tell you. you know, I will, I'm just, I'm, we can do, we can, we got I, I, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. And I'm just cautioning you guys. Don't, don't, don't count your chickens I, before I, they. Okay, I appreciate And that. also, we can, let's, let's give it another, another uh, solid 10. And I saw, they just, someone just gave the one minute. Unless yes. that's the length of your show. That is. It's the length of our segment. I'm sorry, it's true. Uh, I want to say something, uh, Dana, uh, that I, 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 I was I was really sad when I saw Kelly die, but I was happy to know that uh, you had more to do on the show. 
Thank you so much. And um, I, I'm just so grateful for that. And you'll have to see what happens. I'm not, you, you expect the unexpected and just when you think you figured it out. Uh, but yeah, Kaya using her as a, as a vessel is going to be interesting. Maybe Kelly's going to be a deadite. Maybe Pablo will save her. Maybe, maybe just the whole, the whole world's going down and off the rails because I'll tell you what, by the end of the finale, holy shit. Yeah, I keep hearing that. Well, because it it is, it goes off the rails in a in a in like a, a good way, but a way you will never see coming. But in the way, I think I told you this last time, but it, uh, um, that it ties up all the loose ends because uh, in the sense of whether we you know because we're not picked up for season four yet, so right. you guys got to get stars. Um, but but if we are picked up, great, it'll just go in a whole new direction, or we'll be very evil dead like and hit the ending yes. button and, and just ignore the, the whole thing completely. But if it is the last of Ash vs. Evil Dead, if it is the last of Ash Williams and the Ghost Beaters, man, at least we tie it up in a knot and a bow and call it a day. I love that and, and hate that at the same time. And I, I promise you, I know you have, okay, we're way over time now. Um, I just wanted to show you with this, though, because it's important. Okay. I wore very special for you. I pulled out my, because I, I got to keep it, my Kelly jewelry. Yes. That I, that I cause, you know, they hand make all this stuff. Um, these are cigar labels that say that I love Barbadera, brilliant costume designer. So like cigar, these are like cigar labels that they turn into a ring. Fuerza, strong, wow. invincible, but the old man in the sea. Do you remember that reference? I just yeah. want to, from it's, the show? It's yes. Why? What is it? Hemingway. But no, do, do you remember this reference in the show and the significance? No. Guys, well, thanks for joining us on our seventh. <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest with you. Um, um, Kelly's mom, Mimi Rogers. When oh, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you teach? English. What's your favorite book? The Old Man in the Sea. And it's like you know. That was what, back in season two. Se season, season one. Season one. Season one, season what, one episode two. Yes. It's what brought Kelly. Basically, right, 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 right. When um, you went right. to dinner and then Ash right. blew. You and then he punched the, my mom the, in the yeah, face. Right. And then, yeah. All that. Um, which is the whole reason. Which is the whole re the whole impetus of Kelly being part of this anyway. Um, and, uh, uh, so she wears, Aunt Kelly wears anchors all the time, da, da, da. But I just, this is so appropriate yeah. for her death in that fighting scene, like you said. Like, I mean, Kelly about getting the vengeance and all those things. The quote from the old man in the sea that perfectly ties up the, uh, 306 battle. <sighs> A man can be destroyed, but not defeated. So they are motherfuckers. That's Kelly Maxwell. Oh, That's revenge Kelly Maxwell style. Oh, damn, as silly as the show can get, it's so heartfelt at the same time. Isn't that so weird how it does that? Dana, I want to thank you for coming back. I know that we rambled a lot here, which is something you and I both I know we rambled a lot well about together. not the show. It's fine. I like I like knowing things, I and know, that's where the good stuff comes from. I know. Uh, where can people find you online? You can find me. It's I'm Dana DiLorenzo. So the letter I, letter M. And no apostrophe, Dana DiLorenzo. I don't think Twitter allows apostrophes in their handles. Okay, well, I'm just, you know, sometimes, duh. Yeah, okay, no. I'm no. an idiot, and sometimes no, I... No, 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 You're a beautiful person. I also just don't want people to think it's I am. It's I'm... I get you. That's I'm Dana DiLorenzo on Twitter. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm so happy you came back. I'm so sad that Kelly may be gone forever, but... Uh, but there's so much the more to come. The spirit lives on, and there is so much more to come. Thank you guys for listening to Dana and I ramble on. Ugh. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a second. Not to meatball. As I teased last week, my friend and journalist, pal Chris Hayner, who I used to work with at Zap to it was going to return so we can talk about wrestling. Thank you for uh, coming back, Chris. 
Oh, not a problem, man. It's WrestleMania week. I know, it's but the time but, but to get excited. But hold on, before we even do that, I saw you on Xbox Live last night playing Far Cry Five, and I am currently obsessed with this game. And I almost jumped into your game. You I, wait, what? I there there's a you can do that. I think so. Can't you like to like fight with me or fight against me? No, to fight with you. But if oh, you're okay. hosting the party, you get the XP and I don't. Oh, you should have done that. I could use it. <laughs> Yeah. That game is uh, incredibly I, – I, I think I tweeted it out last night. It's incredibly repetitive, but I'm here for it. Oh, hell like, yeah. I am, I am so into like, yeah, I'll do this thing, and then I'll do it again and again and again, driving a quad around the country. Sure. I'm totally down for uh, blowing up any douchey bearded cult leader with the man bun. You know, bring it on. They really have <laughs> – that game really does define cult as like, I've got like a beard and like a really cool man bun yeah. and lots of tattoos. Basically Silver it's Lake. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Silver Lake is a huge cult in this game, except it's like it's – like, it's, it's like Silver Lake for Jesus, though. Silver Lake for Jesus. I feel like that's a <laughs> – I feel like that's something that should be a thing. It probably is. I mean, there's bound to be a church there that know. proclaims that. Anyways, right. this is not a podcast about video games, but I am obsessed with this game right now. Uh, <laughs> and I just wanted to bring it up again. Um, but but Chris isn't here to talk about video games, although we could definitely talk wrestling video games if that's a thing you want to do. I've bought every single one of them since 1999. I know. I know. It's a sickness. They have too much of my money. I hate it. No. Is it a sickness? They don't get better. That's the thing. They kind of get progressively worse, but I just clicked into buying it every year. The the character customization has gotten better. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what, like, me and my buddies, we make wrestlers that look like us, and we beat the hell out of each other with chairs. Well, there you go. You're living vicariously huh. through your avatar. Pretty much. Like in Ready yeah, Player yeah. One. <laughs> yes. There you go. Bringing it back to the movies. Okay. So, Chris... Mm -hmm. I've recently kind of gotten back into wrestling. I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but recently I think you started it for me and my buddy Graham, who you've met previously, kind oh, yeah. of kind of stoked the flames. Um, so I wrote down a bunch of notes about the different um, cards that are cards. That's right. That's the right term. Each right? show has a card. Yes. Yes. Which is its list of matches that may or may not happen because it's always subject to change. Really? Yeah. So up until the day of. Up until, like, they could be like, oh, we can't send Undertaker to the ring because he's old and broken. Wow. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay, oh, so, yeah. let, so, so let's back up. Last week you uh, brought up Daniel Bryan. Yes. I feel like that's one of the biggest things about Absolutely. this weekend's event, right? Yeah, he's on the card now. He's. So, uh, so what happened? So going back to his retirement yeah yeah because i don't know daniel bryan wrestled on the independent for a very long uh, independent wrestling scene a long time before he came to wwe there are less there are less sort of medical i guess criteria you have to meet there and so and like it it can hurt a lot more you get injured quite a bit you can also get injured quite a bit in wwe which he also did he suffered concussions and neck problems and whatnot and at a certain point, it was believed that he had uh, a lesion on his brain. Oh. So WWE was like, oh, you're done. Caused by caused, wrestling? Caused by, yeah, concussions. So like the Will Smith movie? Yes. Okay. That's exactly what, yes. <laughs> Will Smith came in and told him, like, <laughs> right. you can't do it anymore. Yeah, I believe I read Tell that in the, the news truth. once. Um, so WWE at, like had him sort of reti publicly retire from wrestling. He gave a nice speech. 
But in the meantime, he's given tons of interviews where he, he's been talking about, like, I've been going to doctors across the country trying to get cleared. I really want to wrestle again. And if I can't do if I can get cleared everywhere but WWE, I'll go somewhere else. Once my contract is up, I'll go to another wrestling company and do it for them. So now WWE has cleared him because they set a line of standards. Like, we need you to talk to, like, these five top brain doctors plus our doctors. He cleared them all, and now two years later he gets to come back. Now, when he retired, though, he I've seen him walking around in a suit. He's still been involved, right? Yes, he was named uh, general manager of SmackDown Live. That's just a title, though, Absolutely. isn't it? <laughs> it was. Really. It's, it's essentially like yeah, ev- like so many retired wrestlers have played like the authority figure. Okay. So and he was yeah he, that it was a way to keep him on the show and keep his fans around without having him physically involved. But for him, he's always said like it's very difficult because all he wants to do is wrestle. So now he's in the ring watching other people wrestle yeah. and unable to do it. And the thing with him that I think uh, is w- the big standouts is what? He was a vegan wrestler, right? And he was short. He was for a period of time, yes. He's, a, he's, he's, he's not a super tall guy. He's not a super muscular guy. He has a big, crazy person beard. Yeah. And he was, Yeah, so basically he, yeah, he, he would vegan. fit into Far Cry 5 is what Pretty you're Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. He really yeah. could. Let's, let's get a Daniel Bryan <laughs> character that we can unlock. That's some DLC. And, but he'd have to be the hero. I don't want to go up against him. He is uh, a hero. He's, like, such a nice human being. Who's he fi- – I mean, is he going to be fighting someone? Yes. He is teaming with Shane McMahon, who – Oh, right. Diverticulitis, hospi- dude. Who was hospitalized with diverticulitis. Supposedly for real, but evidently it's fine now. And How? I don't know if they like they also said that he had to have a surgery for. A yeah, that's pain. That's some painful shit. I don't know if that's something they are holding until after. So or this what? could possibly be one of those plans where they were like, I ah, we can't do this. It could be. Damn. We'll find out. So we should find out tonight because Shane McMahon is scheduled to appear on SmackDown Live tonight, Tuesday, the final Tuesday, April third. Yes, the final SmackDown before WrestleMania. He's making his first appearance since three or four weeks ago. Interesting. So we'll see. But yeah, on Brian's first night back, he was beaten up and power bombed against like the side of the like. They were like, "We're just gonna put it to the test immediately," and they had him get the crap kicked out of him. Jesus, it was pretty messed up. Wow. But he seems fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else? Uh, okay, I have a, a huge list of things here, but I don't know which is good and which is bad. So instead of reading through this to you, I want you to tell me what else I should be excited for. At Mania yeah. in particular? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the big match, there's two really big matches that from fans of, for fans, there's fans of WWE and there's fans of wrestling. Yeah. Fans of wrestling are looking forward to uh, Asuka versus Charlotte Flair, the daughter of Ric Flair. Right. For the women's championship. Woo! Yeah, there you go. Uh, Asuka is a Japanese wrestler who won the first She's, women's Royal Rumble. Dude, I watched that Royal Rumble. I did not see that coming. I, you know, I it was something that I wanted to happen, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think the story was going to go that direction. Same with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I was like, what? Japan is taking over. It's true. But, like, they deserve it because those are the two best wrestlers in WWE right now. And Asuka is really interesting because she is undefeated for almost a thousand days. She was undefeated throughout her time at NXT, which is the developmental side of WWE. So that's three and a half years? Yeah. Wow. And now she's undefeated uh, on the main roster. So it's the her undefeated streak versus Charlotte's title. And this is the first time it's ever felt like 
if they slotted a women's match in the main event of WrestleMania, this was going. This is the one. Yeah. So I don't like. Will they do it? Probably not because Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are on the card, and that company seems to love those two guys. So they'll probably end up at the end of the show. But this is the women's match that is so deserving. These two, it, like, if ever they were going to be in the main event, this is the one. Okay. And then uh, the other big match for wrestling fans is AJ Styles yeah. versus Shinsuke Nakamura. They have history. They have lots of history. This is the first time. Okay, so Japan has New Japan Pro Wrestling, and their WrestleMania is Wrestle Kingdom. This is the first time a Wrestle Kingdom match is happening on the WrestleMania card. It's happened before at Japan's biggest wrestling show. And now it's in the U.S.'s biggest wrestling show. So it's my understanding that AJ Styles, before he was uh, with WWE, he he wrestled a bunch in Japan, right? He wrestled a bunch in Japan. He wrestled uh, for Impact Wrestling, which is sort of the the redheaded stepchild of U.S. pro wrestling that nobody likes to talk about. Uh, but yeah, he he was a world famous pro wrestler for 15 years. So I got a question here. Um, I keep hearing a lot about. New Japan and NXT and indie wrestling. Mm -hmm. And back when I was growing up, there was WWE and WCW and NWA. And it didn't really feel inclusive in that they felt it felt like they were battling each other for ratings. Right. But now it kind of feels to me, and I could be wrong, that these wrestlers for, that, that gain notoriety around the world, even if they come to WWE, they're still appealing to a separate fandom that came with them. Yes. Well, that and that's that's a, that, a lot of that change has happened with the advent of NXT, which is owned by WWE and is sort of where they set when they sign wrestlers, they usually go to NXT first. And it's like a smaller federation and they they wrestle there to sort of acclimate to life in WWE. So what WWE has done since like, independent wrestling is thriving and there are so many wrestlers out there. They started signing those wrestlers and sending them through NXT, and they become big stars in WWE. Like, and that's like that, Kevin Owens, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Finn Balor, who was one of the biggest wrestlers in Europe. Dude, period. Finn Balor, man, I don't want to like him, but he's so attractive. Why don't you want to like I, him? I just he comes in with that shit eating grin, and I'm like, stop smiling, you Irish bat. He's Irish, he, right? Yes. Yeah, he knows how pretty he is. He does know, and he is he has like ten, he's like a ten pack. Have you seen the demon? I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Oh, when he paint he he wears like full body paint like a devil. Oh, that that it's, probably it's brings like, on some sort of fantasies I don't even want to think it's about. It's like it's messed up and he, and like he's it's it's very strange because he will completely change all of his mannerisms really? in ring. Like it looks like a, a whole a completely different person is wow. performing. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about NXT then cuz they have a thing this weekend too, right? They do. Uh take over New Orleans, which is their they every time WWE has a big pay-per-view NXT comes down and does, like, their big network special. I learned about this originally through you, the one year you actually went to, to, to uh, WrestleMania, right? Yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've been to a few now, and that, I hate to say this, TakeOver is almost always better than WrestleMania. Yeah, so I want to hear about this, because I, I don't know much about it. Uh, it's the, the, the beauty of NXT is, and this is not a knock against uh, Vince McMahon, obviously the head of WWE, NXT is completely controlled, for the most part, controlled by Triple H, who is sort of next in line to take over the company. The other wrestler walking around in a suit. Yes. Uh, so those cards always feel more stacked. They feel more pleasing to wrestling fans. Okay. So, for instance, they have, what is it, a triple threat tag team match of, like, 
really great like three really great tag that's something else NXT is really good tag team wrestling you have to you have to do tag team wrestling a very specific way or it's just a mashup of a bunch of random guys okay and that's not very fun but like they they've done really well at defying their teams and now they've been having this tag team tournament for geez, tag two, team tournament yeah the Dusty Rhodes Classic oh yes I know um, that name. And uh, so it's to determine who's going to fight for the titles at TakeOver. And it's come down to two teams. So all three teams are going to fight. Okay. So what are the – okay. NXT, TakeOver. I'm only really familiar with WrestleMania. What, what, is, what, what big things are happening at TakeOver this weekend that, uh, that, that Chris Hayner is looking forward to seeing? Uh, there are two matches that I'm specifically looking really – well, three matches. First is uh, a woman named Ember Moon is defending her title. That's not a real name. That is her name. Well, I mean, it's not a real name. It's a wrestling. It's a real wrestling name. Uh, she's defending her title against Shayna Baszler, who uh, was an MMA fighter. She was one of the four horsewomen oh. with Ronda Rousey. Okay, and Ronda Rousey's yes. coming back. And Ronda, yeah, Ronda Rousey's debuting at Mania. It's a busy, busy week. There's like it's a seven and a half hour WrestleMania. What? Yeah. Really? It's too much. That's there's, really long. There's Thirteen matches on the card. Is that the longest WrestleMania? It might be because they have two battle royales this year. What? A men's and a women's. Oh well, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's the for NXT the matches you're gonna want to look out for are uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. It's that they've had a long running feud for a long time. They're former best friends who are now hate each other. Oh. Uh, and then there's a five way a ladder match for a new title in NXT, a new championship title. Explain to me what a ladder match is. They hang the championship from the roof of the building, and they put a ladder in the middle of the ring, and the first person to get the title is the champion. The look on Maddie's face is amazing. Yeah. It's, so wait, it's it's hanging from the roof of the building, not the roof of a cage or anything. No, no cage. I mean, it's not it's not as high as the roof of an arena where you have to climb like a oh, 500 gotcha. foot ladder or anything. But like they, it's 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 hanging from the ceiling, and they're like, okay, here's a ladder. One of you has to get the title. Is that kind of like Good the Money luck. in the Bank match? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's it's it, yeah Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are the bi- those are the big matches to be on the lookout for. Okay. Uh, at NXT at Mania, obviously it's Charlotte Flair and Oscar and AJ Styles and Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. And Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's a big marquee sort of addition. Yeah, yeah. I I saw her come in with the Rowdy Roddy Piper style shirt. That's going to be interesting. Can I ask you a question yeah. about Undertaker and John Cena? Ooh, yeah. What the hell's going on with that? <laughs> that does <laughs> that does not sound at all like the match that's going to get me to tune in. That's the thing. It should be like putting WWE's biggest face of the last twenty years against like the best character they've had ever. That should be a major moment. But the way they've been building it is Undertaker hasn't appeared yet. Undertaker hasn't appeared yet. No. And every time John Cena gets out there to wrestle, all I hear is the crowd chanting, John Cena sucks. Oh, yeah. That's been going on for years, though. Why, why, why do people hate him? Uh, he's he's like he's the standard bearer. He's easy to hate because he's been the guy for a decade. Like, he's been the top for so long. I'm trying like, explaining this to my wife. She loves John Cena. He's great. Like, uh, And honestly, not everyone hates him. Like, like dudes our age, I love John Cena just because I think he's hilarious. I mean, I remember when he premiered and he came out doing the Fred Durst Eminem thing. Yeah, when he was which a rapper. Is, yeah, which is just ridiculous. He had, like, a the chain and Doctor of pants. Thugonomics. Yeah, that was that was short-lived. But, <laughs> that, was, that wasn't great. But, yeah, it's it's... The build for this match hasn't been great. It's just been John Cena calling Undertaker a coward and Undertaker not, not being there to reply in return. 
Some people are wondering if he's going to come back as the biker version of The Undertaker from like oh. the early aughts because Kid Rock's going into the Hall of Fame. And Kid Rock did his theme song. Oh, God. No, it will be terrible. What? Well, whatever. Like, it, anytime you can, anytime having been in the arena when Undertaker arrives, no matter what he's doing, there, it, it feels special. And it'll feel special, I'm assuming, when he shows up this Sunday. If he shows up. If he doesn't show up, <laughs> then the last two months of John Cena's career have been at worthless. Like, po- absolutely pointless. Uh, I don't even know what to say about any of that. That just sounds ridiculous. Like, I, I heard stories that this was supposed to be the his final um, match, that the Undertaker was going to retire. Yes. But now there's rumors that he's better and he's not going to. It's, Dude's pushing 60, right? Yeah, and he had hip replacement surgery right. in the last year. I remember that pathetic-looking photo of him at the airport on crutches. That was, to me, that was right after surgery. Right. So, like, like, he wasn't very healed. And, no. You know. No. No, yeah. but it doesn't really instill confidence. But, like, if you want to ruin the mystique of The Undertaker, you can follow his wife on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> So you see sure. them, like, at the park or, like, working out at their home gym. Yeah. And you're like, you're supposed to be, like, an undead mortician right. from right. Death Valley, bro. Right. You when live he, in Texas. When he was in the 30 for 30 talking about Ric Flair, I'm yeah. like, you're not supposed to be talking at all. The Undertaker. Unless if you're summoning the dead. Um, we're, we're almost out of time, but yes. I, I have to bring up Braun Strowman because... <laughs> You know, The Undertaker used to scare the shit out of me, but now Braun Strowman scares the shit out of me. That is a guy, that is a wrestler that really is doing a fantastic job of being menacing and quote-unquote unpredictable. And big. Yeah, but he's not battling um, um, a short, bald MMA guy. Help me here. Oh. Who, Who did he have the feud against that he was, like, he pulled the scaffolding down on top of? What? Oh my God! Come I'm, on, I, I don't. Oh, he. Oh, oh he. I mean, I'm, I'm in, Bron, sur- in Bron's Brock Lesnar. He's not fighting oh, Brock Lesnar. You said small, and I was like, Brock Lesnar is a gigantic human He's being, smaller than Braun Strowman. Um, no, yeah, he. They they've had their tussles. It, Brock has been dead set on Roman Reigns for a while now, but Braun is great, and he's he's excelled in everything they've put him in, and he's fighting for the tag titles. This at WrestleMania okay. doesn't have a partner. He's supposed to have a partner. I'm assuming they'll give him a partner, but he won a t- he won a tag team battle royale by himself. Oh, just by pushing everybody out of the way. Well, of course he did. I feel like you and I could talk about this forever, but we are out of time. I want to thank Chris uh, for coming back in. Chris, tell people where they can find you. Are we just going to plug Waterworld photos again on Instagram? Nah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, okay. feel free. But uh, I believe at, we just did. <laughs> uh, at Chris Hayner, C-H-R-I-S-H-A-Y-N-E-R on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. I'm Aaron Flux on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please like and review us. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Pruner TV. And if you like this show, check out my more inebriated podcast, Punch Drunk TV. I do that every week with my co-host, Jack Conway. Uh, we're PunchDrunk underscore TV on Twitter and PunchDrunk TV on Facebook. Next week, Gary Anthony Williams will be my guest. He voiced Uncle Ruckus in The Boondocks, was Bebop in the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and pretty much is an all-around cool guy. I'm Aaron Pruner. Thanks for listening. I love you all. <laughs>